Welcome to podcast number 60 for Thanks for Your Service. Our focus is on historical topics relating to the Australian military. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter and YouTube. Just search for Thanks for Your Service. Our website is www.thanksforyourservice.net and you can email us at info at thanksforyourservice.net. 108 years ago, a World War I Anzac digger kept a diary and recorded his departure in late 1914 from Australia to the shores of Gallipoli. In 2022, his diary was found. Let's find out what happened some 108 years later. So joining us on the line from Castlemaine is Karen and Tom. Many thanks for joining us. Guys, can you tell us what happened 108 years ago? Well, yeah, thanks for having us, David. Um, Well, I mean, a lot of things would have happened, but the thing that we're interested in is that there was one man that was one of thousands of Australian men who went to join Australia's efforts in World War One. 2022, that you found a World War One diary. What, what were the circumstances of that find? Um, so it was about June or July of last year, um, and my partner Darcy, um, who's interested in history, um, came across an online auction. We'd been looking at online auctions over COVID just for fun. Um, and there was one of the lots was a suitcase that was full of paperwork from a World War II journalist. And he just thought it looked interesting. So bid on it, bought it for a couple hundred bucks, thought it would be something fun to look at. And then we got it home and, and it was basically full of maps from World War II and articles and drafts of articles and books and notebooks from a World War II journalist. So it was really interesting. We are kind of opening it up and looking at maps and um lots of stuff to go back to um, and then when we were looking at it I found a little pocket diary like a little small pocket diary about the size of a deck of cards but really thin and kind of went oh that's a personal diary put it down and looked through other stuff and then I went back to it and realized hang on this is 1915 this isn't World War II and had a bit more of a look of it and realized that it was actually the brother of the World War II journalist it was his personal diary and just realised that it was actually an Anzac soldier. And my partner said, okay, 1915 in Australia, like what, you know, what month do you would you be excited to read? And I'm like, Anzac Day, April. And he kind of, he had a flick through and went, right, we need to read this. So we sat down over a weekend and read through it and tried to decipher the words, transcribe it, um, and basically couldn't put it down for days and just were amazed. I was amazed that we were holding this diary in our hands that had been in the hands of a of an Anzac soldier so yeah we just after we read it we kind of just had this deep connection to this stranger and we just realized we wanted to do something with it and yeah over the months this is what's come out of it now since finding the diary you've developed a website and a podcast called 108 years later tell us about that um yeah so basically Darcy and I, my partner, we transcribed to the best of our ability because his handwriting is tricky to read sometimes. So we've transcribed each day. Um, and then on the website, there is um, a blog post every day where we're publishing the photograph of the diary entry and then our transcription, which you can click through. So you can try and read it yourself if you're good at that writing. And then we've also got a podcast where we've got Tom, who's a young Australian bloke and he's reading out each of the diary entries um so you can kind of follow along and get a bit of a feel for it and then in the blog post as well we've put up a photograph of something 
relevant to the time. These are photos that we've just got from Australian War Memorial mostly, their collection. So each day there is a, a new blog post of what happened on that day 108 years ago. We're recording this podcast in February 2023. What do we know thus, thus far about the soldiers? So tell us a little bit about the journey up until February 1915. Um, yeah, so he has, um, we know that he left Australia on the 22nd of December on the Ulysses, the HMAT Ulysses. Um, so the diary starts on the 1st of January and he's 10 days out from Victoria. And he's basically on his way to, well, he doesn't know where he's going yet, but it transcribes that he's on his way to Egypt for his, the basic training. So I think we're up to now, today, I think they're in Egypt doing their, their training. So that's, and as far as we know, we know that he had his birthday in January as well. So he's a 22-year-old young man from Melbourne um, and part of the 14th Battalion. In terms of the podcast and the website and the emails that you put out on a daily basis to reflect, you know, that day 108 years uh, ago, mm. um, we don't know the identity of the soldier. Yeah. Do you do you know the identity? Um, I do, um, and my partner does. We we know his name, and we know we've been able to find some war records, like his enlistment papers and his records. But at the very start of it, we decided to keep it anonymous for now, just because at the start we didn't know anything about this person, and and out of respect for him and his family and anyone that knew him, we thought we needed to do some more research before we kind of put all of his details out. Um, so at the moment we don't, we, we do know his name and, and a few details, but we haven't been able to find any descendants or any close family. So we're still working on that. So at, until we kind of can find a bit more information, we're kind of keeping it as a bit of a anonymous soldier at the moment. Are we able to know how long the diary goes for? Um, that's another thing we're keeping secret, <laughs> just to keep it um, yep. interesting. Um, so, yeah, even Tom, who's doing the reading, he doesn't know. We haven't even told him. And again, up till now, does any particular entry stand out to you? I mean, from my reading, um, food is always a, an issue, but does any particular entry stand out for you guys yet? Yeah, the food, well, the food one, we, is that the one of my favourite ones where he talks about the um, the men protesting because they and they bring out a dog and put the dog in front of the food and the dog walks away. So that's the, the proof that the food's not very good. And we did find, I think I found the photo of that actual dog because that was there was a photo of the, the mascot from the 14th Battalion. So I don't know how many dogs they would have had on board, but we've got that one. Um, and the other one that really kind of gave me chills when I read it was the 18th of January where he talks about after the seventh death on board and bodies being sewn up in a hammock and put overboard and then the final line of that entry is he says I have no inclination for a death at sea mm. and that was a real kind of poetic statement from a young man that was starting to realize the reality of his situation I think yeah, but there's a few, and there's a few more coming up that kind of have that real profound moment where you're like, right, this is real.
Yeah. And, and Karen, you said before, like as part of the, the website uh, and the daily, uh, the emails that you put out in terms of the diary entries, you have a photo of the actual diary entry and plus yeah. the transcript, which I find yeah. very helpful. Thank you. But yeah. I was particularly interested in the in the writing font that the soldier used. For me, for you, was it typical for that time? I mean, I have postcards still of my grandfather yeah. who landed at Gallipoli and the handwriting at that time seemed a lot different to what the soldier is using. What, what, oh, okay. What... Yeah, I don't know. As I said before, I'm not um, in no way an expert on any of this. This was just something that, that um, we found. So, I mean, obviously it's that kind of cursive writing that's a little bit hard to read sometimes. And he's it does change a little bit through the diary. Like there's bits where initially when we looked at it, we were trying to work out, well, like, is this a real diary we kind of thought and then it looked like it was written by different people at some point we're like is this someone else writing in this but I think it's just that he's writing obviously in different circumstances and it changes a little bit and then he's writing with a different pen and a pencil but yeah I yeah I, I don't know I haven't looked at enough so what was the differences that you thought well, was to, to me, he seems that he's he's very much of a, of a printer as a writer where a lot of the cursive writing that I've seen from that time, uh, to me, it's almost like he's making block entries, right, block okay, printing yeah. on the diary. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I, I've, I'm getting used to it, so I find it easier to read, but initially yeah. I find it, I found it difficult um, to read. So the transcripts that you provide are also very helpful. Yeah, well, I we found it really difficult to read at the start. And then now I, because I've read it so many times that I find it quite easy to read. So, but I get, I get what you're saying. Yeah, it does look a little bit more blocky. That, um, yeah, so maybe I don't know whether he wrote. It looks To me it looks like someone who's written a lot previously. Like it's not like he's just started writing on the 1st of January 1915. He's obviously maybe written in his normal day today. Yeah. Yeah. Let, let, let's bring Tom in. Tom, now you're the voice of the soldier. What have the diary entries meant for you? Well, it's it's hard to say because I'm I'm still finding it out as I'm going. So every every time I well, Karen and I sit down to read it, I'm sort of finding it out as I go. So for me, you know, as as far as February, I'm basically just reading what Karen has um, uh, transcripted, and yeah, for me, it's a bit exciting because I get to find out the story as it goes and um i, I kind of like like it that way and um i'm just I, i'm just really excited to sort of hear it all back after the after it's all all done so it gets more exciting every every one that i read i guess well he i suppose in terms of a timeline right now we're up to february 1915 so they're only two months away from landing at Gallipoli we we, we think uh, well, well, I can, I will we'll, we'll find out I can tell you we have just recorded um April and it yeah so he yeah it does go up to at least April and um yeah it has got very interesting and quite yeah intense yeah yeah <laughs> reading it now where can people find out more about a hundred years later you've got a website which we'll list and yeah. you've got a podcast uh, yeah, so we're just 108yearslater.com and then we're also on social media, so Facebook, Instagram and Twitter at 108 Years Later. 
And also, if people go to the website, they can actually subscribe to the emails yes. that come out yes. uh, every day applicable to the right um, the right diary entry. Yep, and the, the entries are being um, published every morning at sunrise. Well, yes. that's 108, 108 years later. So the diary entries from 1915 of a still unknown soldier. Um, thank you both for your time today. It's much appreciated. Thank you. Really appreciate it, David. That's the podcast for today. The website is www.108yearslater.com. We're keen to hear your feedback, and you can do so by leaving a review on your podcast app. Remember, your reviews help others find our podcasts. You can help support this podcast via Patreon or Buy Me A Coffee. The links are on our website and Facebook page, and your support helps us with the production of this podcast. Thanks for listening and thanks for your service.